here with you. Um, do you know that you have an incredible man of God in Pastor Evan? Can we give it up for him? Amen. And a man of integrity, man of faith, principle driven by the word of God. And um, uh, it's just an honor uh, to be here. I love Pastor Evan. Uh, we uh, met, uh, yeah, right around in 2007, right when I started the church. And uh, we met, I don't think we met um, thinking that we were going to be best friends. We were just uh, at the same place learning some stuff. And just immediately like that, uh, it was just kindred spirit. So uh, so I love him so much. I hope you pray for your pastor uh, on a consistent basis because uh, that's so important. So uh, listen, I am ready to jump right into the word of God. Hopefully that you are ready for the word. So we're going to pray. We're going to make a declaration of faith. I'm going to teach a lesson today entitled Grace to Run Your Race. And uh, if you'll lend me your ear and your heart for the next few minutes, I know you're going to be blessed. And so let's pray and we're going to get into the word. Father, we come to you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor and we give you adoration. We thank you for our time together around your word with these your precious people, the very sheep of your pasture. I thank you that their eyes, their ears, their hearts and minds are open to receive this word. And so I thank you for good seed, which is the word of God that will fall into good ground, which is their hearts. And Lord, we know it will produce a harvest in their lives. I thank you so much for the privilege of being your preacher. I absolutely cannot do this without you. So right now, I need your anointing on my life. So I decrease that you, the greater one, might increase. Think through my mind. Speak through my lips as we declare your word. We give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said... Amen. All right. If you have a Bible or if you have a device that you use for a Bible, we're going to make a confession of faith. And so if you'll just grab it and hold it up and I want you to repeat after me. Somebody say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Today, I will be taught the word of faith. I boldly confess that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive and I'll never be the same in Jesus name. Amen. All right. So I'm going to talk to you today from the subject of grace to run your race. Go with me uh, in your Bibles to Romans, the fifth chapter in the first verse, Romans, the fifth chapter in the first verse. And uh, and I want to jump right into it. Paul says, therefore, being justified by faith. To be justified means to be declared righteous. And we know we're declared righteous because of the blood of the lamb and because of the finished work of Jesus. He says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So he said that we are justified or we are declared right because of the blood of Jesus. We're declared right by faith because of what Jesus did for us on Calvary. How many know when Jesus said it was finished, it was finished. That was our salvation. That was our healing. That was our provision. That was our redemption, our deliverance. When Jesus said it was finished, it was finished. And so uh, we all have have a race to run in this life and how many know that my race is going to look different than your race and your race is going to look different than your neighbor's race right and 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 so the key is really learning to do what the book of hebrews tells us to do which is uh, uh he says running this race with patience looking under jesus the author and the finisher of our faith and and when you do that you begin to understand that there is a grace that 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 comes on our life 
lives as children of God that we access by faith that will cause us to reign in life in whatever season we're in, regardless of situations, regardless of challenges, regardless of any trouble we, we face, we can boldly declare in any situation because of what Jesus has done for me, I am grace for this. I want everybody on the count of three to say, I'm grace for this. I want you to say it real strong. So I'm giving you a a notification up front. Are y'all ready to do it? Here we go. One, two, three. That's pretty good, but just a little bit stronger. One, two, three. Oh, that was a, that was amazing. So, so whenever you go through something, even though it may have taken you by surprise, it hasn't taken God by surprise. And God already knows what he's going to do in your life and in your situation. The key is to not react in fear, but yet respond in faith and open your mouth and say, I am grace for this. Like God is with me. He is greater and God is going to get me through this situation. When we begin to talk about the grace of God, we're talking about the unmerited favor of God. We're talking about the unearned provision of God. We're talking about the unrestricted power of God. How many in the room still believe in miracles? I believe that he is the God of the supernatural. He is a miracle working God. He can do absolutely anything but fail, right? And, and, and so, 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 so we, we, it, it's, it's the unrestricted power of God that is made available to us, God's children, to bring victory in life's situations. And you've got to understand that that is the will of God for your life, for you to walk in victory, not in some areas of your life, but it is the will of God for you to walk in victory in every area of your life. Now, when we talk about this grace and we talk about reigning in life because of this grace, we understand that reigning in life is not about escaping life's challenges, but by the grace of God being in an advantage position in the midst of distasteful situations. And so there are situations that sometimes we'll go through that we really don't want to go through. There are seasons sometimes that we'll go through that we really don't want to go through. And and so regardless of, of any of that, you have to know that you are graced to go through it, that God is with you. He's greater and he's going to get you through it because being saved, how many know, does not exempt us from adversity. Isn't that right? Yeah. So Psalms 34 and 19 says that many are the afflictions of the righteous. So it teaches us that even believers, we're going to go through some stuff. But I thank God it doesn't stop there. It says, but the Lord delivereth him out of them, out of them. That's right. The Lord delivers us out of them all. So no matter what I go through, no matter what happens in my life, our heavenly father, the creator of the universe has made a commitment that he's never going to leave you, that he's never going to forsake you and that he is going to be with you until the end. And so, 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 so uh, Paul gets this revelation on grace and we're going to go to second Corinthians, the 12th chapter. I'm going to pick it up. At verse 7, Paul gets his revelation on grace and uh, Paul is going through a situation and uh, he's, he's, he's gone to God a few times about it. And then God responds and, and, and it really gives him a, a revelation on grace. He says, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Paul says, for this thing, I besought the Lord three times or thrice that it might depart from me. He says that the Lord, God responded and said, my grace is sufficient for thee for my strength is made perfect 
in your weakness. He says, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And so Paul begins to get this revelation on grace and we'll talk about it in a a few minutes. And he becomes what we call grace conscious. And he begins to understand that there's a grace on him to go through whatever it is that he's going through. You have been engineered by God to reign in life. How many know that? You have been engineered by God to live on top and not the bottom, to be the head and not the tail, to be above only and never beneath. See, that's what the word says. And you have to learn how to put pressure on the word. Like if, if, if the word says it, then you got to put pressure on it. You got to open your the faith cometh by what? Hearing, but it's released by the words of our mouth, right? So you've got to open your mouth. When the devil starts talking, how many know you got to start talking back? Like you can't let him be the only one talking. When Jesus was uh, uh, was fasting in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, the enemy shows up and he wants to tempt him. And if you'll do this, I'll do this. And if you do this, I'll do this. Jesus didn't let the devil be the only one talking. He responded, but he responded with the word. He said, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone. It is written that thou shall have no other God before thee. And so he was responding with the word. When the enemy tries to show up in your life, number one, You've got to know that the greater one already lives on the inside of you and greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And you've already got more power than the devil's got every day of your life. Right. And so you've got to respond and open your mouth. If he tries to attack you in your health, you say, oh, wait a minute. Jesus already bore my sickness and infirmity on a tree. And even right now, healing virtue is flowing through my body from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Jesus took 39 stripes. And because of those stripes, I declare I am healed. Does that make sense? And it don't matter if you feel something. We don't go by feelings. We go by faith. You got, if you feel it, you start speaking to it. And if there's anything that's in my body that ought not be there, I command it to die, to dry up, to disintegrate, to leave and to never return. What am I doing? I'm responding with the word. You got it? And so in every situation, you have to learn how to respond with the word. That is what Mark 11 says. You got to speak to the mountain. You got it? And, and, and so you can make it with your mouth. Your miracle is in your mouth. Really strong. Somebody say, I am grace for this. Yeah, you are grace for every season of life that you go through. And so Paul, he gets this revelation on grace and, and he makes this statement. He says, for, for when I am weak, he makes me strong. He became grace conscious. And that's why you can't let anyone talk you out of what God is doing in your life just because you hit a rough season. You can't let anyone talk you out of what God is doing in your life just because you went through a challenging time. Remember, it may have taken you by surprise, but it hasn't taken God by surprise. And so Paul gets this revelation on grace and, uh, and, and being grace conscious. And let's just talk about that for a minute. When I'm grace conscious, letter A, I understand that my past failures do not disqualify me for present or future success. You got it? What's in the past is in the past. This is a new season. This is a new day. There's a fresh anointing on your life. You got to be like Paul forgetting those things which are behind. It is what it is, but I'm not going to stay in my past and allow my past to bleed into my present and pollute my future. I'm going to let all that go and I'm going to forget those things that are behind me and I'm going to keep reaching to Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith, because let me tell you something, word of truth, your best days are not behind you, but your best days are 
ahead of you. There's peace, there's freedom, there's joy, there's debt freedom on the other side. And so, 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 so he, so, you know, when I grew up, you know, I, I grew up coaching Church of God in Christ. Y'all know that. And, uh, uh, we used to always say he's the God of a second chance. You got it. And, and, and that's good. Uh, but I even have a stronger revelation on, on that. He's the God of another chance. So not just a second chance. If it's a third chance, a 15th chance or 20, he is the God of all grace who has made up his mind. He is always going to be there. From everlasting to everlasting, the Bible said he's God. He is Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who's ever present, and he's always going to be there with you. Like, like in your loneliest moment, you're not really lo- alone. Does that make sense? Because he is always, he's always with you. And then letter B, uh, when I'm grace conscious, I understand that human standards, stereotypes, and statistics do not determine my outcome. You got it. So, 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 so I, so I don't move based on a statistic. I don't move based on somebody put me in a box and said, because this happened in your life. Now this is what was going to be the consequence. No, no, no. I don't. And I don't feel the need to size up or to compare to anybody else. I, I know that I am complete in him. Like I'm marching to the beat of my own drum. I'm not trying to be better than anybody else. I'm just trying to be better than I was yesterday. I'm just looking under Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. You got it. And, 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 and so you've got to learn how to just simply run this race with patience. You got it. While you're looking unto Jesus and be confident that he that had begun a good work is going to finish it in your life. So what God started in your life, he's going to finish. Amen. All right. So that was all my introduction. Let's get into the lesson for point number one. That was a lesson, but let's, let's, let's get into it. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. So, um, everybody say point number one. Y'all get anything out of this? All right. Before we get into our points, uh, check your neighbor to the left, check your neighbor to the right. Some people sleep with their eyes wide open. Just make sure everybody's good. All right. Okay, good. All right. Number one is be courageous. Say be courageous. Be courageous. I could take you to all kinds of scriptures uh, when the Bible talks about uh, courage. You know, I think one of the ones that is the most popular is Joshua. Uh, when, he, uh, when, uh, when Moses has passed and the Spirit of God comes and he begins to tell Joshua to only be thou strong and very courageous and that this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night. He's given, he, he's given him all the instructions that he needs. But if you look in the scripture, as you go through the verses, he tells them two or three times... You you know, to be courageous. And then the third time he says, only be thou strong and very courageous. In other words, Joshua, if you're going to do what I called you to do, it's going to take courage. If you're going to get to the next level, it's going to take courage. And as it is with Joshua, word of truth, it is the same with you that if you're going to get to the next level in life, it's going to take courage. If you're going to get your goals, those things you've been believing for, those things you've been praying for, those things you got seed, if you're really going to get to the next level, it's going to take a courage on the inside of you that says it doesn't matter what happens in my life come hell or high water for God I live and for God I die I'm going to walk by this word and I'm going to see results does that make sense now if you're going to clap for me give me a good clap don't patty cake in the house of the Lord (laughs) courage writes the check that potential cashes and there's incredible potential on the inside of every person in this room. And, and that's why we can't be comparing because if you're not careful, you're like, well, oh, he's so-and-so. And he's such a great man of God and he's doing that or she's so. No, no, no. And, and that's good and that's true. But there's something on the inside of you that's great. 
And you got to understand courage. If you step out on faith, courage will cause it to come to pass. How many know it takes courage to keep moving forward in difficult seasons of your life? When people have betrayed you or someone's lied on you or door has closed in your life. You know, as a believer, you got to learn how to take a licking and keep on ticking. You got it. As a believer, you got to learn that, that, you know, that we got to move on, you know, in spite of what it looks like. You got it. We don't sing the songs we used to sing when we were in church when I was a little boy. But you still are a soldier in the army of the Lord. You, do you still have your war clothes on in the army of the Lord? If you die, let me die in the army of the Lord. Some of y'all know and some of y'all don't. It's okay. But, 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 but what happens is you've got to still have the revelation that I'm graced for every season of life that I go through. You got it. That God is with me, that God is greater. Watch this. He's going to get me through it. And on the other side is greater than what I had before. I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to be better. I'm going to be greater. I'm going to be wiser. I'm going to be walking in victory. You got it. So, so, and, and, and when you, when you begin to even think about closed doors, let me just help you with that. Uh, uh, because no one likes doors to be closed in our lives. But might I remind you that sometimes closed doors are not rejection, but they're just redirection. Sometimes God didn't want you to go to that door. You go to it. It looks like it's the door you want to. And God closes the door. And then you go to another door and you, this has got to be the one. And God closes the door. You go to another one and, and, and you're like, oh, sure enough, this is it. I feel it in my bones. And God closes the door. And then all of a sudden there's a door. Watch this now that is open that, that you're not, you know, that, you know, you just like, okay, let me go and see what's what. And you get inside that door and everything you ever believe, you know, your best life is in that door and you begin to thank God for all the wrong doors that he closed because closed doors are not rejection they're just redirection James teaches us in James the first chapter the second verse he says my brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials and tests he says knowing this that the te- the trying of your faith well, that's KJV the new KJV he says the testing of your faith produces patience and he talked about letting patience have its perfect work you got it so that we we might be complete entire and wanting nothing and that's why the Bible teaches us not to be anxious and sometimes it takes a discipline not to be anxious because you know you you know when you want something you want something but 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 watch this but how many know god's timing is always the best timing isn't that right and 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 so you got to learn how to go through things you got it and do it in god's timing and 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 let me help you never judge someone based on a season that they're going through can i go a little further never judge yourself based on a season you're going through let me tell you why. Seasons change. Everybody say seasons change. One season, David was a shepherd. The next season, he was a king. Seasons change. One season, Ruth was working in the field. The next season, she owned the field. Seasons change. One season, Joseph was in a pit. And the next season, he was in a palace. Everybody say seasons change. So you, no, come on, say seasons change. So you can never deny, watch this, the power of God in your life, even when you're in a rough season. One season, you might be saying, God, how in the world did all of this happen? And then the next season, you'll be thanking God that it all happened, understanding that all things work together for the good of those that love God and are called according to his purpose. 
Because on the other side of every trial, on the other side of everything you go through, is if, if I walk by faith and embrace it with the word of God, is always greater. All right? So, so seasons change and trouble don't last always. Isn't that right? How many know giants do die? The bigger they are, the harder they fall. All right. Okay. Everybody say point number two. Y'all getting blessed? All right. All right. Point number two is simply be consistent. Be consistent. See, discipline will take you places motivation can't. All right. Discipline will take you places. Motivation camp. You know, uh, uh, you all uh, uh, know my story. I think they even had that on the uh, a guest who for this week said he was in the Marines. So I was in the Marine Corps. Now, my son now is active duty in uh, the Navy and he is in um, uh, Camp Pendleton and doing extremely well. And we're very uh, proud of him. And uh, I was up to see him a few months ago. And uh, we and he's just, you know, in, 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 in the military, you know, you're going to be one of s- several things. Either you're going to party all the time which I don't recommend that or you're going to be a gym rat be in the gym all the time and that's like something I was and he just kind of he does that and he's telling me all these things dad did you know this and did you know you don't don't need to put this in your body and he's real big into natural stuff and you know you know all those kind of things and so we started talking and we said okay you know we're going to go for the next 30 days we're not going to eat any fried food you got it uh, we're, we're, we're going to have really low sugar intake really low carb intake like complex carbs you know uh, more like your broccolis and, and and maybe, maybe a sweet potato, but none of the heavy stuff. And so, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. And then we made it a, you know, we kind of made it a challenge against each other. And, you know, he's in the Navy and, you know, he never used to talk bad about the Marine Corps until he went to Navy boot camp. And then all his drill instructors put all that crazy stuff in his head. I said, son, don't listen to all that. We will always be better than y'all. Always. You got like, we are Marines born to fight, trained to kill, ready to die, but never will. He's like, stand back and let us handle everything. Got it? So. We like to just play and, and, and have fun because truth be told, we thank God for every member of every service. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. We thank God for everybody who serves. Amen. All right. And, and, and so we're going back and forth and, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm day five. I'm doing good. Day seven. I'm doing good. You know, day 11. I'm doing good. I, I, I don't know it, but, but somewhere around day 14. There was me and my wife were somewhere and they were frying fish. I mean, fresh fish. And, you know, when that fish drops, drops in that grease boy and it starts to smelling good. You got it. And so so I no longer at that very moment had any motivation to stay in what we were doing because my motivation had switched from eating right to getting some of that fried fish. Right. But thank God for discipline because discipline stepped in and said, no, now, you know, you don't need that. You know, it's bad for your body. You know, y'all are doing this. And so 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 discipline will take you places that motivation cannot take you. And so that is why Paul says, I discipline my body or I buffet my body. He says, I put it under subjection. Discipline is enforced obedience. And you've got to learn how to discipline yourself to keep going in life, regardless of what it looks like. You got to learn how to discipline yourself in life to keep your head up when the enemy wants you to keep your head down. You got to learn in life how to discipline yourself to keep a smile on your face, even if all hell is breaking loose in your life. So we never react in fear or in our emotions, but we always respond in faith because one thing we know, God is with us. He is greater and he's always going to get us through. 
And so, so I, so I discipline myself to keep going regardless of what it looks like. I keep disciplining myself, you know, uh, to keep going to bed and getting up. You got it. And as I go to bed and get up and as I go to bed and I get up, God does amazing things in my life. Mark four talks about how the kingdom of God is as if a man was so seed in the ground and, 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 uh, you know, and he would, he would go to sleep and rise night and day and the spring and the seed should spring up and grow. And he knoweth not how, uh, uh, first the blade, then the ear after that, the full corn in the ear. But what I really want to jump at is the Bible says that, that he just keeps going to bed and getting up and going to bed and getting up. And as he's going to bed and getting up some supernatural things are happening in his life and that is the faith that you have to have that even if i'm in a tough season or a challenging time in my life man i'm gonna keep going to bed and getting up i'm gonna keep going through my normal progression of life and jesus is going to take care of everything for me i'm gonna do my part he's gonna do his part and watch this and watch this and victory watch this is not going to be mine but victory is already mine does that make sense? Like, like you got to get this. Say, say, say the, uh, say the goal, the thing you're believing for, whatever the end result is that speaker over there. If we're not careful, we have the mindset that, that, that I'm going to walk, watch this, to victory because victory is over there. So every day I'm walking to victory. No, because you have accepted Jesus Christ on the inside of you, watch this, when you received him, you received him and everything that comes along with him. So you're not walking to victory. You're already victorious. You are walking in victory and you're on your way to the manifestation of what God has for you. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and, and so that's why you got to keep making your faith confession. Come on, somebody. Even when you don't feel like it, you got to keep treating people right. Right. You got to keep forgiving people. Isn't that right? Yeah, because sometimes we don't like to forgive because we think that when we forgive people, you know, we're letting them off the hook. Forgiveness doesn't have so much to do with releasing them as it does releasing you. Because when you forgive, you got it, you get all that stuff out of your heart. If you stay in unforgiveness, there can be envy, there can be strife, there can be bitterness and all those kind of things. And watch this. And you won't really be able to function the way God wants you to function. But if you will just forgive and let go, it just, watch this, you're not just releasing them, but you're also freeing yourself up. That way, if you see him in six months, watch this, it won't, and you're surprised to see him, it won't change your composure. If I'm walking in unforgiveness, right, that I haven't forgiven this person, you know, I can be happy, woke up, I'm ready to go to the mall or wherever. I get to the mall, I'm ready to shop, and there's something that I know I want to give. I walk around the corner, haven't been in the mall five minutes, and I see that person. And then what happens is if I'm walking in unforgiveness, all that stuff starts stirring up in my spirit again, right? And then then you were happy, now you're not happy. But if you say, man, listen, what's in the past is in the past. It's all under the blood of Jesus. It doesn't make it right. You got it. But I'm going to forgive. You got it. Forgive doesn't mean forgetting. You got it. But it means that that I'm going to allow you to move beyond the offense because more is at stake in your life, watch this, than your feelings about how somebody did you. You got it. You got purpose. You got destiny. You got so many things. And so you got to let that stuff go so you can experience everything God has for you. So you got it. You, you just got to stay focused. You got it. Stay focused. All right. Let me give you uh, w- w- let me give you uh, uh, this note before we go to point number three. Y'all getting anything out of this? All right. So if you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, write this down. All right. Here we go. If it doesn't bring you peace, profit or purpose, then don't give it time, 
energy, or attention. Give it to you one more time. If it doesn't bring you peace, profit, or purpose, then don't give it time, energy, or attention. Because a lot of times, how many know we spend time on stuff that we don't need to spend time on? And so that, that's just an easy way to help you in life. You got it. If it doesn't bring you peace, if it doesn't bring you profit, if it doesn't bring you purpose, then don't give it time, energy, or effort. All right. Everybody say number three. Number three, this is my last point. Number three, this is my last point. All right. My last point, number three, is be convinced. Be convinced. All right. Pastor, be convinced of what? That what God started in you, he's going to finish? Be convinced that, 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 that he's already declared your end from your beginning. You got it. He's already made some things. He's already spoken some things into your life. He's already put some things in your heart. And, and watch this. And God has not forgotten. And so what God started in you, he is going to finish in your life. And so that's why you can't back up. That's why you can't throw in the towel because it's been a, a, a long time. That's why you can't move over in the doubt. And- believe that's why you got to hang around right people hello somebody you got it and and and, and so you, you know how many know your circle matters yeah yeah do you do your circle really matters do you not know that the reason that 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 the guy when they in i think it was mark two when they tore up the roof you know that guy got healed because of his friends so your circle matters how many know the church you go to matters the church you go to and the word you hear makes a difference. You got it. The type of life you live is based on the type of church you go to and the word you hear. And thank God you got a good man of God who's teaching you that word week in and week out. So you know how to live your life. Amen. You got it. And, and, and so, so, so you have to take that word and don't waver and don't lose focus. Watch this. Even in tough times. You got it. Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter in the eighth verse, second Corinthians, the fourth chapter in the eighth verse. He says, Paul says, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. So somebody say pressure. Yes. Stress. No. Yeah. He says we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. You got it. There may be a situation that makes you say, hmm, you know, things that make you say, hmm, you know, make you say, hmm. You got it. But but I'm not going to fall apart. Persecuted, but not forsaken. You got it. Cast down, but not destroyed. Now, if you drop down to verse 17, I love this revelation because anytime you go through anything, I believe that your that your declaration has to be father. I thank you. This is going to be light and momentary. You got it. I've been in it a month, Pastor. Keep declaring. Father, I think it's going to be light and momentary. I've been in it three months. Just keep declaring. I think it's going to be light and it's going to be momentary, right? Verse 17 says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. He says in verse 18, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal that means that they're subject to change but the things which are not seen are eternal and so what happens is don't focus on the temporal stuff focus on the eternal stuff because the temporal stuff is going to change so we never waver based on the revelation that 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 we have that god is with us and god is greater like like when when quitting is not an option victory is inevitable did you hear what i said But the key is you can't quit. When quitting is not an option, victory is inevitable. If you stay in the fight, you will win. If you keep swinging, you'll hit something. You got it. Uh, Reminds me uh, of a story when uh, I was a kid. 
uh, uh, you know, when I was, uh, I was always a, um, you know, kind of a small little scrawny kid, um, you know, when I was in, uh, when I was in school, of course you can't tell now and everything, but you know, when I was, uh, <laughs> what, what y'all laughing about? <laughs> uh, and, uh, I used to, um, uh, get in a lot of fights and uh, I was a little scrappy kid and my brother who was a year younger than me but he's he's bigger than me uh, he used to be the Don King and promote fights for me because he would get into it with with other kids and say when my brother get to the bus stop he gonna beat you down you know what I'm saying so I'm, I'm just thinking I'm coming to the bus stop not realizing that I got to fight for my brother and so you know uh, there was this one time though uh, you know I was not really interested in fooling with anybody and this kid had been picking on me I was in middle school he had been picking on me and I was laughing stock and you know is you know really just kind of bullying at this time i didn't know that's what it was years ago and uh and and so anyways i was just like you know whatever i'm going to ignore uh those kids and everything uh but but one day i got tired of it and 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 our, our middle school had floors so we were up on i don't know the second or the third floor and so i'm walking to the end of the hallway to the stairwell so i can go downstairs to my next class he was coming up so he comes up and it's just him you got it. And so he's way down there. So we had made eye contact immediately. And so I was like, man, you got it. Like I can't turn around and go the other way. You got it. How many know sometimes you just have to face your giants? Isn't that right? And so he's looking at me and I'm looking at him. I don't know if y'all know, but the rule is whoever turns away first is the one that loses, right? So he's looking at me. I'm looking at him. He's looking at me. I'm lo- and then we get right next to each other. And me and my crazy self, I turn around so that way I don't lose. So I'm still looking at him. I'm backing up like, you know, I'm the man, right? I get to the door. You got it. I'm like, whoo, thank you, Jesus. Nothing happened, right? And so... And so I, I, I go through the rest of the school and then we, we, we walked home. So uh, when you leave the school, there's a, a whole bunch of steps you got to walk down. I make a left to the stop sign, make a left, and then I just go home. So that day I went down to the stop sign. I made the left. You got it. And uh, when I was walking, I saw a big crowd. And they were all in a big old circle, right? And I was like, man, I wonder what's going on down there. <laughs> and so, you know, I get down there and realize they were waiting on me. You know, so when I get to the to the big crowd in the circle, they take me, they throw me in the circle. The guy's there and he's dancing around and he's just having fun and people are laughing and joking. You got it. And, and, and it, I felt like I was having an outer body experience like, man, you need to get out of here. Right. Like I tried to get out, but they pushed you right back into the middle of the circle. Right. And so truth, this true story, bottom line. The guy hit me, I hit the deck, right? I wake up, because I, I must have been out for a few seconds anyways. I wake up, and this is no lie. My sister was there, you got it. And I was like, thick. I said, you know, do you remember that? She's like, oh, yeah. I said, wasn't everybody eating brownies? She's like, wasn't nobody eating brownies? I was like, everybody was eating brownies, you got it? So I don't know if he just hit me that hard that I woke up and thought everybody was eating. I still think everybody's eating brownies. So I go home, you got it. My father finds out what's going on. He wants to get the paddle and take me upstairs. I'm like, I already got beat one time. I really don't want to get beat again, right? And so I remember my father taking me upstairs and I'm starting to cry and, you know, and this sob and everything. And so then he, he, he sit, you know, he's sitting down and I was standing up and uh, he, he pulled me close to him and I'm crying and he's telling me, son, he's like, don't you, as long as you live in your life, 
ever let anybody do that to you again. You got it. And uh, my father was not an advocate for me going and starting fights and those kind of things. But he was very much an advocate for, you know, me self, uh, self-defense, like defending myself. Even in, in school, you know, if you defend yourself and get in a fight, sometimes you can still get in trouble. But he's like, ain't nobody going to just be beating up on you. You got it. And uh, my father's a big guy, got real big hands, way bigger than mine. And I remember my father uh, taking his hands and he balled him up. And he said, if that ever happens to you again, he said, you take, he said, you take both hands and put them like this and you put your hand down like this he said and you just start swinging and he i remember my father doing that i'm 45 years old and i don't know i was only 14 years old or something at the time and i remember him vividly doing that and he said if you keep swinging eventually you'll hit something and so i'll go to school the next day really don't want to deal with anybody you know just trying to get over the shame of what happened yesterday people laughing you know those kind of things you know and so uh uh so so bottom line is you know i get through the day i'm ready to go home go down the stairs you know, go to the stop sign make a left guess what was up the street again another crowd and guess who they're waiting on me right and so this time i was like nope Mm-mm, that's okay. I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm not running. Cause I thought about what, well, man, I could go around the school and go the other way. But I was like, no, because in, in, in life, sometimes you're going to have to face your giants. In life, sometimes you got to talk back to the devil. In life, sometimes you got to understand you have authority and the greater one lives on the inside of you. And to the degree you take that authority, watch this, you can beat the devil. Does that make sense? So bottom line, I go in, I go in and uh, play something meditational for me. Thank you. And so uh, y'all know what that means, right? And so bottom line, I go in and when I go in, I put my head down, put my fist up. Now this guy, he's talking, he ain't even ready to fight, but I'm like, boy, everybody's laughing at me. They think I'm a fool and all those kind of things. My head was down, so I really can't tell you exactly what happened. But the bottom line is I hit him and he hit the floor. And watch this. Shocked me just as much as it shocked everybody else. I'm like, you know, and then I got boldness for about three seconds. Yeah, tell your friends about me. And then it switched to, man, you better hurry up and get your books and go home. And of course, I don't advocate in fighting in the natural, but I do in the spirit. And you've got to get it made up in your mind that you're not going to let the devil wear you out. That you're not going to let the devil defeat you. You got it. Because the greater one lives on the inside of you. And it's not even that you're going to win. It's actually that you've already won. But you just got to walk the fight out. Because the, the fight, we, we heard it earlier. The fight's already fixed. And so don't waver. Don't waver. Everybody say don't waver. Imagine if the Hebrew boys would have wavered. They didn't waver. They said our God is well able. Imagine what David and Goliath had he wavered. He didn't waver. He said, you come at me with a sword and a spear. I come at you in the name of the Lord. Imagine if the woman with the issue of blood had wavered. She said, no, no, no. If I can just get in his presence and touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Imagine if Job would have wavered after he lost everything. But he said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him and receive double of everything. Imagine if Joshua would have wavered because we've been walking around for six days. And now on the seventh day, you want me to walk, you know, around seven times. But let me tell you why all those people did it. Because they knew that there was enough power in God's word to bring the promise to pass in their lives. And I want you to know that there's enough power in God's word to bring the promise to pass in your life. Because he knows you name by name and situation by situation. And so for somebody, it's healing and somebody else's restoration and somebody else's peace and somebody else's increase and somebody else is getting through a tough time.
Heads about, eyes are closed. Believers are praying all over the building. Father, I thank you for your word. That it's not void of power. And I thank you that even Holy Spirit is here now, Father. Touching the lives of those in this room and through this life. I bind the hand of the enemy and everything that's not like God that tries to attack them. Satan, the Lord, rebuke you at the authority of the name of Jesus. I thank you that every storm is stilled in Jesus' name. I thank you that every crooked place is made straight in Jesus' name. I thank you for the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. That it guards your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name. Hey, laboko rosata. Roso toko laboko rositi. I curse the spirit of depression right now at the authority of the name of Jesus. And I curse that spirit of suicide. Can you just worship him for a second? We're going to be gone in like two minutes, but can you just worship him? You foul, tormenting spirit. I curse you at the authority of the name of Jesus. And I thank you for the peace of God. And I thank you for the love of God overshadowing you even now in the name of Jesus. I declare you shall live and not die and declare the works. I don't know if you're in the room. I don't know if you are uh, watching through the lens. But I know by the spirit of God that there's just some things that have been going on. And it seems like it gets heavier. And then you're like, okay, I can do it. And it seems like it gets a little bit heavier. And you're like, ah, I can do it. And, 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 and what, what's happened is sometimes it's gotten so heavy that, that you, you haven't necessarily tried to do anything to yourself, but you've thought about it. And that's a trick from the enemy. And even now, the Holy Spirit, number one, is going to comfort you. And he's going to begin to steal the storm. And as a matter of fact, there's some things that, that he's already put in place to help you that I believe even this week you're going to encounter. And when it happens, you're going to, you're going to, man, that's God. And so, Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. White heads are bowed and eyes are closed and believers are praying all over the building. Whether you're in the room or online, maybe you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. I want to give you the opportunity. Jesus is the absolute best thing that ever happened to me. And I know he'll be the best thing that ever happened to you. The Bible teaches us in Romans 10 and 9, if we'll just confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that we shall be saved. It goes on to say, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And all that means is you just have to believe that God sent his only son Jesus to die for you and that you need him in your life to the degree that you're willing to repent of your sins. Maybe you need to rededicate your life. Maybe you need, you need to get baptized. They're going to give you some instructions for that in a few minutes. Maybe. You...